Welcome to the Inside Aesthetics podcast. Our mission is to strip away the myths and hype that often surround the aesthetics industry. Inside Aesthetics aims to get to the bottom of the important topics that concern medical and allied health professionals, as well as the consumers themselves. We'll be showcasing the thoughts and experiences of experts in their respective fields. Each podcast will focus on a specialty, including surgery, non-surgical procedures, nutrition, well-being, and business knowledge from the personalities that have helped shape our industry. This podcast and its related publications provide news and general educational information about cosmetic procedures and well-being. It does not promote or endorse any cosmetic procedure, brand, or product. You should seek professional medical assessment before considering any treatment. Our guest today is Dr. Kat Stone. Dr. Kat is a world-class leader in non-surgical treatments with over 20 years of experience and a multitude of awards to match. Dr. Kat was New Zealand's first full-time cosmetic injectable doctor and is the founder of well-renowned clinic, The Face Place. Dr. Kat has a strong presence in magazines, social media and TV programs and is often a key opinion leader within these channels. She has also authored two books, the latest called Grow Younger with Great Food. Dr. Kat is a trainer for anti-wrinkle and dermal fillers and is one of a small group of licensed global trainers for the increasingly popular vampire techniques. These include the vampire facial, vampire facelift and vampire breast lift, as well as the sexual rejuvenation treatments, the O and P shots. Hello again, Dr. Stone. Thank you for joining us on part two of the PRP journey. Of course, I'm trying. <laughs> Thank you. Liquid gold. Liquid gold. So we're talking about other applications in the nether regions. For let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <The> PRP. <laughs> so let's, let's jump right in. So we want to start with, with men or women because we've got the P shot and the O shot. Which, which one do you want to What's start? your favourite? You what's, what's your preference, guys? Ladies first. Okay, so should we start with the O shot? Yes. <laughs> what would you like to know? Well... Yeah, well, I guess for listeners who listen to this, they're probably thinking, what the hell are they talking about? So we're using PRP that we were previously talking about for the face and skin rejuvenation in the genitalia now. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Okay, so the O shot stands for the orgasm shot. So pretty self-explanatory. But there's also other really good benefits with the O shot in terms of improving a woman's sensation, lubrication, uh, reducing pain. Um, improving orgasm and also treating a leaky bladder, which is a massive problem for many, many women after ha they have babies and also around uh, around menopause. So, what's the history to this? How I mean, how did Dr. Charles work that out? So, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Charles, the sex doctor. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, my understanding is that he was looking at the regenerative capacity of PRP in the face and one day was like, I wonder what it's like if I put it in my penis. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Yeah. As you do, just playing around at home. Yeah. And uh, I believe he's done a, a, quite a bit of work in that space um, in his previous medical career. Yeah. And so uh, he started using it in the penis and it worked and then obviously worked well enough that his girlfriend at the time noticed that it was working said what about and me was like hey how about it and could you do a treatment for me and that obviously worked as well and yeah hence, hence a whole range a whole new raft of treatments was born so how many women are you doing those shots for a year or a week or uh 
Uh, well, that varies, but we'd be doing many treatments a week. So, yeah. uh, and, and we're doing the O-Shot and we also do uh, Thermi-O, which is where we do O-Shot first and then probably six weeks down the line, we will do a radiofrequency treatment. For tightening? It helps with tightening, but it has a lot of the same benefits as the O-Shot. And the way I think of it is the O-Shot brings in, because we're using platelet-rich plasma, so we're using the healing parts of your blood, and that helps bring in more cells to the area. It helps normalize the nerve supply to the area and increase blood flow. Mm. And then once we've done that, and, and it takes about three to six weeks to start seeing changes with that. Once we've done that, by doing the Thermivar uh, or the radio frequency at around about uh, six weeks, mm. what we're doing is we're boosting that a little bit further again. Okay. Uh, the usual treatment with the, uh, with the radio frequency treatment is one a month for three months. Um, often we'll find that if we do an O-shot and a Thermi, that will be enough. Sometimes we might do two O-shots, sometimes we might do an O-shot and three Thermis. It depends on the person's needs and, and what we're hoping to achieve. Yeah. Sorry, uh, did you say, I can't remember if it was in the earlier podcast or when we were talking um, before we started recording, that the O-Shot is a lot more um, uh, studied than the P-Shot? It is. So we've got research around the O-Shot that shows that there's a 65% success rate with one treatment, which goes up to 85 to 90% success with the second treatment. Mm. And uh, that is just in the area of sexual rejuvenation. Okay. Okay. Um, we don't have the research yet with using it uh, for the urinary incontinence, but what we're finding is probably higher than that when we're treating uh, when we're treating for urinary incontinence. And I mean, it's great because we have a treatment for urinary incontinence that also helps with it. the nice side effect of it is that your sex gets better as well. Mm. So there's a lot of women who will want to have the treatment for sexual. Uh, for urinary incontinence, but they'll sell it to the husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bonus, bonus side effect. Bonus side effect. So could you run us through um, from a patient journey perspective what the procedure looks like? Yeah, it's it's a really simple procedure. It's uh, it's it's a very we know it's very safe because we're using something that's your own, and <clears throat> there've been no serious side effects with PRP in well over twenty five years of using it. 25 years, I didn't realise it had been around for that it's long. It's been around for a really long time. So originally it was used in cardiothoracic surgery. Uh, sports medicine doctors have used it for well over 20 years mm. and to the uh, joints but also muscles and uh, sorry tendons and ligaments because those are much more difficult to heal. Uh, <clears throat> the sexual rejuvenation side of the space has really only been maybe in the last 10, right. 10 years or so. Uh, but you know, it's definitely a growing area. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, and sorry, repeat the question. For oh, me. just the, the patient journey. So, patient journey. Yeah. So uh, basically, they'll come in. They'll have a consultation. Uh, we do pretty com comprehensive consultations with everything that we do. Yeah. Uh, if they, if we decide mutually decide that that's something that they'd like to go ahead with, which most women have pretty much decided when they come in, uh, we put some numbing cream on, we take their blood, uh, the blood gets spun in a centrifuge for about 10 minutes and that allows us to kind of just finish off some of the paperwork and then literally it takes about five minutes to, to do the treatment. There's just two tiny little injections. Uh, first one goes into the front wall of the vagina and that's where it helps. Obviously that's one of the erogenous zones. Don't know so, if that's obvious or not. But. <laughs> <laughs> so this is with a woman 
lying on her back and you're injecting the sort of the yeah so we don't use we don't use we don't use a speculum we don't use stirrups uh there's a specific technique that we use that we you know i i obviously have to be careful not to go into too much detail here because it's important that people are trained properly yeah and uh but uh you know the it's once you know how to do it it's surprisingly easy but until you know how to do it it's kind of like hard to get your head around yes um don't try this at home don't try this (laughs) disclaimer yes uh the so that first treatment helps uh with the um the g-spot area Hmm. uh, which has now actually been renamed the clitorourethro vesico system way easier to say say g-spot i think it's a lot easier yeah right yeah (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's also the one that helps with the stress urinary incontinence because you're creating regeneration of the tissues that support the urethra. Yes. And then uh, most people, most women don't really feel that one. Um, If they feel it, it might feel just like a little bit of an expanding feeling. Mm. Uh, The second treatment, uh, sorry, the second injection. Uh, so this is all less than five minutes total. Uh, the second injection, and this is a leg crosser, uh, <laughs> goes into the clitoris. So, um, uh, and that ranges from, no, nah, didn't feel a thing. Well, that was really easy to, ow! Yeah, I imagine um, it's a bit more than that, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's actually surprisingly quick. So I think. Yeah. Most women would describe it as, you know, not as bad as having the same or not as bad as having a Brazilian wax. So Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm just thinking this from a a male doctor's point of view. Presumably you'd need a chaperone if you're a male injector. And there are other issues... As a male injector, I'm I'm, I'm a female injector, so I don't have a problem. But yeah, yeah, it would probably be advisable. (coughs) Yeah. 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 you know, it's probably be a worthwhile what about thing for a have. female doing a sorry injector doing a male patient like the pee shop basically. Would are there any issues around chaperoning or not so much? Not so much, and I mean, if there is, uh, obviously, if the if the person who is having the treatment is okay. concerned in any way or nervous, then we're happy to have someone else okay. who's there. Uh, um, but um, it's not something that we, obviously it's different for men. Yes. But, uh, okay. And not something we have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Huh. Um, and in terms of um, works for everyone or it's, like in terms of like patient satisfaction, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing the double entendre that comes out with yeah, 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 <laughs> the yeah, treatments. Yeah. It's a very exciting treatment. Um, uh-huh. the, the the research so sixty five percent success rate, right? Uh, with one treatment goes up to eighty five to ninety percent success rate with the second treatment in the sexual right. rejuvenation. Realm. So if they don't have a result the first time, the eighty five percent chance they're going to get a result the second time. Is that what that uh, If they have, so it goes from sixty five percent. So it, it, there's a about another uh, 25-30% that will have a result after the second treatment. Right. Um, There's still 10 to 15% of people that it doesn't work for. Hmm. And if you haven't haven't had a result after two treatments, it's probably not worth trying the third one Hmm. because there's diminishing returns after that. Do you have any ideas why it wouldn't work on some? Is it just an anatomy thing or is it just... I think we're still kind of working yeah. through some of that. There are some, there's some speculation that it could be anatomy. Sometimes patient selection. If someone, if someone has a, a mild um, prolapse, right. uh, that's it, 
the treatment can actually be very helpful for it. If right. someone has quite a severe po- prolapse, more than say a grade three, mm. uh, uh, then you know that can have an impact, um, yeah. a, a negative impact in okay. terms of the result that we're getting with the O shot. It's not going to affect the prolapse, but it just means we're less likely to get a good result. What exactly is a prolapse? Uh, so Sorry, it's basically non- <laughs> where the tissues kind of collapse in on themselves and right. start to, you know, a grade three is where the Thing tissues happens. are starting to come out of the vagina. Oh, wow. Basically, yeah. Doesn't sound comfortable. Yeah, you know, there's things that us girls have to put up with that you guys have no idea about. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Uh, For the magic of passing a human out your body. Yeah, yes. Amazing. (laughs) 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 This is part of the reason that we do so many O-shots is the magic of passing humans out of these very small areas. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Now, not to get too graphic, but, you know, and, and joking aside, when you say success... Obviously, things like uh, stress incontinence, like you said, you can understand that, you know, that's less. But in terms of the the sexual function, are you saying that women who maybe had painful sex or, or couldn't have sex are suddenly saying, I can? So we actually do some, we do a couple of, because we... Because it's function, we can't take photographs of it like we do with before and afters with, with, uh, uh, with, say, cosmetic treatments. So what we do is we actually have two quite comprehensive validated rating scales that we use okay. before at six weeks at three months. And uh, what we generally say is we would expect a, on average about a one-point increase mm. uh, per treatment across uh, one point average increase across uh, the rating scale. So if you go from never having had an orgasm, you're not all of a sudden going to go to always having an orgasm. You might go from never to sometimes, and then if you have another treatment, you might go from sometimes to um, often. Which is massive. Yeah, never had an orgasm. Uh, But, um, you know, Charles has got a, a great book that describes the treatment very well. It's got terrible spelling mistakes in, but I mean, I corrected and sent back to I bet he loved that. <laughs> He's pretty chill, fortunately. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'm a bit of a Nazi with those sorts of things. Yeah, right. Um, but in the book, he makes it sound like every single woman who has an O-shot is all of a sudden going to turn into a raving nymphomaniac. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, fortunately, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, We've had we've had one case of um, a woman who became hypersexual uh, after her second treatment, yeah. and um, uh, so we did her six week follow up. And I was like, you know, did did you have any concerns, any problems? It's just a standard question. And she's like, well, I couldn't go to work for the first week and a half because I just couldn't get out of bed. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I kind of couldn't stop stimulating myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm so sorry, but yes. Wow. Woohoo. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But that's uncommon. She came back to work when she wanted a bandwidth. (laughs) 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 Her internet broke. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's that's really, really uncommon. Yeah. um, You know, it's patient satisfaction is the measure. Sure. People will come back or at least be happy if there's even a mild improvement, presumably so. Mm. Yeah. If you take a woman from never having had an orgasm to actually having an orgasm sometimes, that's a massive change. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, or even if you had someone from painful sex every time they have sex with their husband to not having painful sex. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things Charles talks about is an increase in libido. 
And I don't see that as a direct result of doing the treatment because it doesn't make sense to me. But what makes sense to me is if you make it enjoyable again. Yeah, you're going to want to. Of course they're going to want to. Enjoy it, yeah. So, yeah. Um, And you were also mentioning off air about lichen sclerosis. Yeah, this has been a real game changer, you know, until, so lichen sclerosis for many of you, I didn't know what it was until I started treating it. So uh, it's basically, they think it's an autoimmune disease where basically your body starts attacking the the tissues of the the genital tissues and mm. it can occur in both men and women um, in men it's called balanitis obliterans or it used to be yeah. which basically means obliteration of the penis I mean what a Jesus. terrifying name to give to yeah. <laughs> a, a, a disease you know uh, but that's pretty much what it does is that the, the tissues become white they become very fragile they split they break down they become uh, they're very. It's very painful, um, and in the worst case scenarios, the the tissue actually becomes destroyed, mm. uh, and gradually just uh, is eaten away from um, being normal tissues. So, we've treated a few cases of this now with success. I I was fortunate that when I did the when I did the went over and did the training with Dr. Charles in terms of just observing how he did his training in Alabama before we set up our training academy with the Vampire Academy. Um, Dr. Kathleen Posey, who's the world uh, authority on using PRP for lichen sclerosis, lives just down the road. She came and joined us That's as well. Handy, yeah. And uh, her and I get on like a house on fire. She's awesome. So she's been an amazing resource with that and has done quite a few studies on it. Um, we have one case that really stands out to me of, uh, you know, she's a beautiful girl in her mid thirties. Um, she has had lichen sclerosis since she was three years old Mm. and even just walking down the street in the shower, wearing underwear would basically split her. Mm. Um, so she's never been able to have sex. Um, she would love to have children, but has that's just a no, been a no-go area for her. Um, the standard treatment for it is to use steroids. Mm. It's really the only thing that they can do for it to try and keep it under control. But as you know, the steroids thin the skin as well. Yeah. And so this was the this was the first thing where it gave her some hope. And uh, we did the first treatment, and I'll be really frank, it's like the worst treatment I think I've ever done on anybody in terms of it was so traumatic for her, it was really traumatic Mm. for me. Yeah. And um, I I was actually convinced I wasn't going to do it again for her because it was that traumatic. Um, What we've done with repeated treatments is we've just given her a little bit of an anti-anxiety medication. Yeah, sounds sensitive. Is that because she's so sensitive down there or self-conscious? There's a lot of stuff, like when this particular area has basically hurt you for your whole life, when anybody goes down there, it's pretty... Full on. It can make you really anxious. Yeah. We've done four treatments, <laughs> which is great, because after the first treatment, she didn't split anymore. Wow. And uh, after the fourth treatment, so by the time I did the fourth treatment, I was actually having to push the needle through the tissues because the tissues were, so robust th- now. were yeah. thick. Um, so we're hoping that she will actually be able to um, attempt having sexual intercourse, which That's that, that would just be, I mean... 
she's she's had her labia, her clitoral hood, and most of her clitoris obliterated. So it's unlikely that it will be a particularly satisfying satisfying Mm -hmm. thing to do for her. But for her, the mental thing that she can actually have that ability. To that point is a massive mountain overcoming itself, if possible. It's absolutely huge. And and this is what makes me so passionate about what we do is, you know, we have this ability Mm. to completely change people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. And she might even be able to have babies. Who knows? Mm. So... Um, would this something be something that she'd need to have ongoing or the changes that you've made from administering these treatments would be enough if she stopped now that she would still keep the benefits or is it an ongoing? I haven't I haven't treated someone this severe, so I don't right. know the answer to that. Okay. We're just we're just keeping an eye on it. Yeah. And um, you know, if it starts going back to what it was, uh, then we'll repeat the treatments. But um, you know, for now, so for that, now yeah. it's actually a sustained result, which that's is fantastic. just you know that's incredible. Uh, we're also finding it really helpful. I've treated a few people now who've had. I don't know if you heard about the problem with vaginal mesh repairs. Yes, and um, the incredible intense pain that a lot of women are suffering with it. Yeah. Um, so we've treated several women now who um, we've taken we've more than halved their pain, and I had one woman. Uh, it was interesting. So her, her, it was her sister who first came in for the O shot, and her sister had a combination of stress and urge incontinence, and they'd live like miles away, so probably a two and a half hour drive. Mm. But it had taken her five hours to drive up because uh, she had to stop and pee every like oh ten minutes gosh. on yeah. the way up. Uh, so we treated her and she was one of the first ones that I was like, you know, this is for stress incontinence. I'm not sure if it'll work for your urge, but hey, let's give it a go and see how it goes. And she sent me a message literally within a week going, this is just magical. (laughs) Uh, and her next trip was two and a half hours up, which was awesome. Uh, and she brought with her her sister, who had had the vaginal mesh repair, because we'd just been kind of chatting about it as a possibility. And she, her sister was the first one that I treated. This is several years ago now. It was the first one that I treated for vaginal mesh repair. And she'd had the repair for the same sort of um, stress, and ur- stress urinary incontinence issues, but she'd had the repair nine years previously and was living with pain that was an eight out of ten. Mm. She hadn't had sex with her husband in in that nine years, and um, I got a message from her about ten days later. I love these messages that I get from my patients, uh, where she was like, "I just had I just had sex with my husband, and I am just so grateful um, for the fact that I've been able to do that." And, and we, her pain wasn't completely gone, but we brought it down to like a two to three. Yeah, more ten, manageable. Yeah. Which is way more manageable. So yeah, oh. yeah, it, yeah. It needs it's, to change it from the O shot to something a bit more all encompassing because it seems like there's a lot more than just. It feels like you're almost downplaying it by any quality. Yeah, exactly. O-shot. It's sort of really not doing it its, it's justice. I, I think we'll, you know, it's still a very, I'm still conscious this is in. This is very early on. We need research to really start to back some of this up. But uh, as part of being the, it, when you train in the O shot and you, um, you have to pay a license, a very small license fee. It's like a hundred bucks a month or mm. something um, to be able to use the name. But that goes back into pr- doing the research. So. Uh, it means that you're contributing to research. It means that uh, both with the information, so um, on the w- back end of the website, you can um, 
<coughs> for your patients that agree to be part of the research, you can add them in. Yeah. Um, but so it also means that we're building. supporting paying for the research because <clears throat> one of the problems with PRP has been that everyone's like, well, the research isn't there. It's not backed by Big Pharma. Yeah, and so getting the money to do the research has been an issue. So yeah. I, th- I think it's uh, definitely a worthwhile thing to be a part of that group. Yeah, right. And you get the constant updates of what's new, what's happening, what's coming out. What? How do we consistently change? Um, occasionally, if people are going, "Oh, look, I tried this and it didn't quite work," there's a really great community to be able to provide feedback mm. into it as well. Mm. Okay, very good. So, yeah. should we talk about talk about the men? Talk about boys. Talk about the boys. The P, the P shot, and the P stands for Priapus. something. Priapus. Priapus is, I believe, the god of fertility. Right. I think. I think. I have. Mm. It's late in the day. <laughs> I have to go back and check my notes for that one. We'll forgive you if you've mispronounced it or got the wrong, the wrong god, the wrong Greek god. <laughs> I always thought it was just the penis shot, but I was yeah, I was wrong. asking as well. Why would they just call it the penis shot? Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Charles was probably trying to be like snazi. So he's gone from orgasm, and then we'll pick a random Greek god. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that. Well, you know, I guess Priapus is a way of saying penis without saying penis. It's quite chauvinistic, isn't it? He's gone for the fancy name for the boy treatment. <laughs> mm. So why would men volunteer or want to have a pee shot? Well, I guess it falls into two. The, the types of guys that we get coming in fall into two main categories. We've got... The guys who are like, do you know what? It's all working pretty good. I just want to see if it works a little bit better. And, you know, we get a lot of young guys who are coming in with that. Uh, also, I think sometimes when men start to hit their 40s-ish, 45, they're starting to notice a few changes mm. happening. And they're like, let's just see if I can boost it back up again. And then we get the guys who come in who actually have erectile problems and they'll often be on other medications. They might have tried things like Trimix, which is an injection that they have to put into their penis and inject themselves every time they want an erection. Um, uh, And uh, we also have, in the same way that there's... um, some of the medical indications with the O-shot, but there's also a small group of men with Peyronie's disease, yep. uh, which there's some quite good research with using PRP for Peyronie's disease by Ronald Farage. A bit of scar tissue or fibrosis, and, and so the penis gets a bit of a bend to it. Right. Yeah. But it's not like a bend as in a normal like curve. It often, some sometimes it can be even like a right angle. So it it, it really impairs people from men from having um, having sex. So. Unless you want to have sex around the corner, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's fine. <laughs> so it's just how my brain works. Sex around. I'll meet you around the corner. Yeah. Sorry to uh, uh, sort of uh, trivialise that. Oh, okay. it's, it's not a nice thing. Um, okay, so you've got your two groups of guys, um, sort of the younger ones who want to enhance. Yep older ones who are noticing changes how do you do a pee shot and how painful is it and that's always the first question is does it hurt well <laughs> yeah dave and i are looking at each other thinking we use a really good numbing cream okay and we do get the man to apply the numbing cream himself but we we kind of make sure that it's a certain amount so yeah. and uh so 
Uh, I mean, we do the injections. It's, it's again, it's a really quick procedure. It's over and done with. In terms of the actual injecting of the penis, about five minutes. Okay. And so, and surprisingly, most guys are like, "Oh, that wasn't that didn't hurt." Mm. So, I, I I think we were chatting earlier that my first the first guy that I treated, I literally was like, "I'm pretty sure this is going to hurt a lot," mm. yeah. <laughs> and he's like braced, and I'm like braced. <laughs> And and then I did it, and he's like, you know, that actually didn't hurt. Yeah. So So the injections are into the shaft of the penis, aren't they? So into the shaft of the penis, what our target is, is the corpus cavernosus. So uh, corpus cavernosa. Um, So the two um, blood pumps, basically, that make the penis hard. Yeah. And uh, what we're wanting to do is to improve blood flow and nerve supply and and regenerate the tissue. Mm. And that that helps with improving, obviously, erection hardness. Um, For a lot of men, it can help sexual performance in terms of longevity, mm-hmm. um, sensitivity, and also one that I'm always really cautious about talking about is uh, is size because there are a lot of men who do find that they get an improvement in size, mm. but it's not something that I would be doing it specifically mm. yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> generally, the improvement in size, if they get it, is an improvement in girth. Sometimes there's an improvement in length. Presumably due to blood flow? Um, I think it's regeneration of the tissues. So, yeah, when when we do the O-shot, very occasionally, I can't remember if we've talked about the the clitoris and how in the O-shot, the clitoris, the clitoral treatment that we do. So most of the time people think of the clitoris as kind of like the little nubbin at the top. The ones who can find it. Um, the, doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Can you draw me a diagram? <laughs> uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg, literally. Yes. And then it basically extends down into the body and around the sides of the vagina um, by about 10 centimetres mm. on each side. And that uh, that's erectile tissue that is equivalent of the man's um uh, corpus cavernosa and in fact if you look closely at the clitoris it's like a little tiny mini penis i thought it was like the glands of the is it yeah there's a glands, the glands. There's, there's a glands so if you look at the glands of the clitoris it's like the glands of the penis yeah. but a little teeny tiny one mm. um <clears throat> so when we are injecting the clitoris what we're actually wanting to do is to um is to get the get the prp flowing into the body of the corpus cavernosa of the clitoris um, because that actually helps with, um, so when women are aroused, when the corpus cavernosa expand, um, it makes the vagina tighter and it actually puffs the vagina out, the vulva out a little bit. Um, What we'll sometimes find, and it's one of the things I've added into the consent form, is that um, for when we do the... um, the O-shot in women, very occasionally they'll get like a, a kind of a puff of the vulva um, because the tissues of the corpus cavernosa have expanded. Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing as with the men. The the tissues of the corpus cavernosa have expanded. Yeah. That was Anyone's a very long uh, interesting in penis enlargement. We've already done a podcast yeah. on that with Dr. Nero. We did, actually. Yeah, this is a different way of doing things. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as I said... It's one of those things that if a guy came to me and it was just for size, I would say this might not be the right treatment for you. If you get it as a side effect of doing it for performance, awesome. And is there anything else that the the P-Shot can help men with functionally? 
So you, you spoke about the, some of the other benefits with the O-Shot for women. Does you get the same sort of crossover for men as well? Or? Yep. So um, lichen sclerosis for men, I've treated one guy with it who actually right. flew over from Sydney. Oh. Um, then um, really, really good looking guy. It's, I don't know why lichen affects all these really good looking people. Because so you unfair. can't have everything, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have everything. <laughs> Um, then, um, the Peronis that we spoke about. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are the main ones. Okay. Good. And in terms of the treatment itself, so it's just a little injection into those two little... Five injections, was it? Five, 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 five injections for men, two for women. Right, so. sorry. And then... It's, a, it's about the only time that women win on these <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to have more orgasms, so you're sort of winning. That's true. In theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... And is there, how, After the O shot, yes. <laughs> yes. And then um, how soon do the men will see results from this? Is it? Uh, with all of this, with, with PRP, because we're working on regenerating the tissues, yep. um, you know, some guys will see an, an impact straight away because we've got a bit of swelling. Yes. Okay. And uh, some guys actually find a, an improvement in their performance quite yep. early on. Okay. We'll generally say expect it to take about three to six weeks to start yep. and about three to six months to th see the full effect. And then they um, have redo treatments or top-ups. Yep. So we do, um, so do follow-ups at six weeks and three months for both treatments. Okay. And if at six weeks it's kind of going pretty well. We're like, cool, we'll see you at three months. That's probably all you're going to need. But if you do decide you want to do a second one, sure, no problem. Right. Um, if at three months we're not seeing the change that we want to, we do a second treatment. Right. Uh, and then if at six months we're not seeing the change, uh, second treatment we do six weeks and three months again, so that's six months after the first. Right, okay. And if we're still seeing no change, it's like, well, maybe there's some other stuff going on and mm, let's yeah. make sure that you're referred to the appropriate people for that. And in terms of complications, side effects, the same as the other treatments you spoke about, so swelling, bruising, bit of tenderness maybe. Yep, swelling, bruising, a uh, bit of tenderness um, in women, occasionally just a little bit of spotting afterwards, right. um, which is kind of the the um, little bit of bleeding side of things. Um, hypersexuality was one of the ones that we spoke about. Yep, okay. Um, <laughs> on, on the consent form, it says um, uh, it cracks me up. Um, increased sexual response, and I'm like, it's called the O shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. a side effect is that you might feel more sexual. Hmm, yeah, okay, yeah. this I'm is the idea of the treatment. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and sorry, I'm trying to remember the consent form in my head. Uh, and. The hypersexuality I've said. Oh, and um, in women, obviously associated with the increased lubrication, sometimes an increase in discharge. Okay. So. Okay. In terms of rough cost, I know um, you offer like a more like, I guess, premium end of the market, but in terms of like general costs for people, um, what are we So doing? we yeah. charge for OSHA $1,800 for the first treatment. If you have a second treatment within six months, it's 1200 for right. the second treatment. This is New Zealand dollars, right? New yes. Zealand dollars, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then prior per shot uh, is $1,995 because we're using more product. Yeah. Um, and if there's a, if you need a second treatment within six months, it's uh, uh, $1,600. Um, realistically, if people are charging anything less than sort of 1500 bucks uh, for your first treatment I, I would be questioning um, whether they're part of the whether <laughs> yeah. they're part of the group and yeah, right. what their training and background and experiences so you don't want to be going to the group on o shot 
sort of deal. No grip on the shots. <laughs> no. no. And there are people who haven't done the training who I, I know that there are, you know, when I first came back from uh, the presentation that Charles did in Venice, yeah. I was like, oh, I've got a pretty good idea of what, what it would be. And then when I actually went and did the training, it was completely different. Yeah, right. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's not just putting PRP into the area. Right. It's been a technique that's been refined over years. How many okay. New Zealand dollars are there to an Aussie dollar? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Roughly. Uh, I don't know if there's that much difference. Okay? I don't think there's that much difference these days, to be honest. Okay. I might just Google I was trying to do some maths in my head, and I was like, yeah. I actually don't know the... Yeah, I think it's pretty close. It's within it's within the ninety cents range anyway. Yeah. So I'll look at it right now while we're talking. Uh, um whilst David's got an awesome prime minister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's great. Um whilst David's Googling random stuff, did you want to tell us about the vampire breast lift? Which I'd not heard of before. Okay, yeah. So vampire breast lift goes along the same sorts of uh concept as the vampire facelift, where we're using a combination of Dermal filler for creating some immediate lift and also uh, a bit of a scaffold for the PRP to work more effectively. So uh, we didn't really go into it, but when you're doing that, are you doing a traditional method of, let's say, a cheek filler or not? No, there's a very specific way that Charles gets us to do it. So so in terms of um, where we're putting it, um, the places that we put it, the techniques that we use that are quite different, uh, sometimes similar, but quite different to what we do with the dermal fillers. Okay. So, um, and we start with the, we start with the, we sat with the filler and then we placed the PRP over the top of it. Some people have been mixing the two together. Yes. Not sure how kosher that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's kind of a layering technique. So when we do the vampire breast lift, uh, the interestingly, the breast tissue is one of the most responsive to PRP. Mm. Because um, the um, fat-derived uh, stem cells in the breast seem to be really, really responsive. Yeah. And... Um, when we when we're doing the vampire breast lift, it's very much about managing expectations. It's not going to be the same as doing an implant. Okay, um, all we're doing is putting a little bit. No matter what size breasts you have, most women will find that the upper pole of the breast, so the bit that's visible <laughs> um, when you wear a low cut top like this, <laughs> um, tends to flatten. Okay. And so we've treated women who have almost no breasts. We have we've treated women who have size J breasts. Yeah. Um, with the vampire breast lift, and all it is is it's about enhancing the cleavage area, building out the upper pole of the breast, yeah, right. okay. so that what's seen when you wear a bra or when you wear a nice top um, looks better. Okay, so you can think of it as like a cleavage plumper, yeah. kind of thing. Cleavage enhancer. Uh, so the um, Australian, so uh, New Zealand dollar. So basically, uh, ninety-five cents. So it's almost a one for one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. A little bit, little bit less expensive, but not much. I know how much my pee shot's going to be now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> matrix. Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Matrix. Well, no. Actually, if you're coming and doing the training, you, you, you yeah, can, I've got a yeah. penis right here just to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got a model, but. Uh, we've, you know, we also invite. I I believe with these and these sorts of treatments, it's really important that we try them. Yeah. Um. It's not like a it's not like a cardiac surgeon where it's like, yeah, I think you should try this treatment. But um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this industry, I think it's really important the, with the non-invasive stuff. 
um, especially with the risks being relatively low, yes. that we should try them so that we understand the experience. So uh, we actually I'm encourage... Massive exponent of that. For absolutely. Facial aesthetics have probably done most of it. And, and so we, we purposely, when we do the... Um, vampire academies yeah. um, we have a maximum of six people that we train at a time Okay, um, it's very hands on and um, we encourage you guys to do treatments on each other obviously we find models if we need to Yes, um, but it's important that you guys understand the experience that someone goes through, I mean, it's a really... Oh, it's confronting and embarrassing, whatever. Yeah. I'm, and... I'm, I'm happy to be the model. Bring it. <laughs> You've heard this on IA. <laughs> David has announced I'm he's down. giving me his penis to play with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the name of science. Yes. <laughs> this will be on our YouTube channel soon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, no, that's we, cool. No, gen- generally, like you know, I, I agree. We should do these things. So yeah, absolutely. Let's give it a go. So it, it means you can understand the whole process of how it goes as well. And then you know, everybody on our team's had the O shot. None of us have had the proper shot yet. That might be more difficult. Yes. Sir. Um. Yeah. Although our one male receptionist, gay male receptionist that we had, had a lot of P shots. <laughs> He was working with us. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and he loves it. Um, he always puts his hand up for more for some reason. Don't know why. Yeah. Mm, um, it obviously works. Uh, it obviously works. Yes. <laughs> so, um, how do people get in contact with you again, if you could remind us? Uh, absolutely. The FacePlace website, www.thefaceplace.co.nz. Uh, is probably the best place because you can find a lot more information and if you search under O-Shot and Priapa Shot. And if you're interested uh, as a medical practitioner, if you're interested in doing the training, you can go into the About section and go down to Vampire Academy. Um, we also do high lays workshop training as well. That's so, great, yeah. Um, and then if you've got any questions uh, that you want to ask the team, you can either do the Ask Questions through the website. Uh, we've got our... Instagram and Facebook are the Face Place NZ, and then my Instagram is I, I do Instagram more than I do Facebook these days. My Instagram is D R C A T Stone. So yeah, hooray! Thank you yeah. for thank you for giving us all your time and knowledge and bearing. We had a few technical um, difficulties during the podcast, so thank you for bearing with us. We appreciate it. I, I'm I'm feeling great. You guys are fading. I think I'm still <laughs> on Europe time, whereas you guys are on local time. Yeah. And we've got a big week ahead, haven't we? We have a big week ahead. I'm really excited about it. Hooray. All right. Well, thank you so much and uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. For our latest news, upcoming episode information and mini video clips of our guests, you can follow us on Instagram at inside underscore aesthetics. We've also just started a YouTube channel called Inside Aesthetics and we'll be uploading more content and longer videos in the future.